Welcome to The Ride. Life, Work, and Wealth podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Chris, many years ago, was both a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Green Private Wealth, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. Many Canadians pack the suitcases as it gets colder and fly off to warmer places in the U.S. Hey, that may sound like a wonderful idea, especially as the snow begins to fall. But Chris Duro notes there are some things you snowbirds should keep in mind about how long you stay and the impact on your Canadian income taxes. Go for it, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Patrice. Yeah, I just thought this time of year, lots of clients are contacting us, letting us know that they've made their way down south. And uh, I've never done a podcast on this before, but had conversations around it. So thought uh, just with the time of year, and it would be good to have a chat about it and just do a brief overview of Canadian snowbirds and how U.S. tax may or may not affect them. Now, I'm going to throw in my disclaimer here that I'm not an accountant and I'm not providing tax advice. So for any tax advice, obviously, you got to make sure to contact an accountant on this topic. And you want to make sure, too, that the accountant is experienced in cross-border taxation. That's really important. Don't just assume that your general or regular accountant knows that. Make sure you have that conversation. So... Um, why so why do i want to provide some general knowledge on this well especially more so going forward politicians they're constantly searching for new tax revenue and uh not wanting to upset national residents ultimately voters these officials tend to include non-voting and foreign owners of domestic property is a key component to that and trying to increase tax revenue through those means so for Canadian snowbirds who own real estate in the U.S., uh, well, they're prime candidates for paying increased taxes around this. Mm -hmm. And since the taxation rules, well, they're complicated and they change very frequently. It's pretty important that you want to stay informed on that and be in the know. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a ton on this. Like I could do multiple podcasts on this. I'm just going to try and give some general information because there's just so much, but hopefully I can simplify that enough today and just give you a couple things to pay attention to. So what do you need to know? Well, in order to be exempt from filing our RIS forms or a US tax return, and obviously you want to do that if you can, because it just makes things simpler, three conditions must be met. And that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about mostly today in this podcast. One is you don't earn any US source income, such as interest, dividends, capital gains, rental income, all that stuff. And two, you're physically not present in the US for more than 182 days. And you're, you score less than 183 on the substantial presence test, which we'll be talking about. So to, talk, to calculate your substantial presence score, you got to add together three different numbers. The numbers of days spent in the US in the current tax year, uh, one third of the days spent in the U.S. from the prior tax year, and one sixth of the days spent in the U.S. the year prior to that. So, an example was would be if um, you were physically present in the U.S. 
on 120 days in each of the years, 2020, 2021, and 2022. To determine if you meet the substantial presence test for 2022, you count the full 120 days of presence in 2022. Then 40 days in 2021, which is one third of the 120 days that you're spending each year. And then 20 days in 2020, which is one sixth of the 120. Since the total for all three year period is 180 days, you're not considered a resident under the substantial presence test for 2022. So those numbers might be a little tough to grab if you're just listening to this, especially driving and things like that. But it just gives you an idea on that you got to pay attention to the amount of days and be under that 182 days. These calculations too, they can be further complicated by the fact that IRS follows the calendar year. And typically, snowbirds stay six to eight weeks in one year, and then another eight weeks or more in January, February, and March the following year. So retaining those airline tickets or toll receipts will easily satisfy the information that IRS requires. Additionally, it's important to understand the IRS's definition of day. The IRS counts any time spent during a calendar day as a full day. So uh, let me give you an example for that. You cross into the U.S. at 11.55 p.m. and return 10 minutes later at 12.05 a.m. Well, the IRS considers the 10-minute trip as two full days since you spent time during those two different calendar days. And even though it was five minutes in each, they both count. And I know this is an extreme example, but just remember, there's no half days, meaning like if you just creep into the U.S. for your first day of being down south and it's five minutes to midnight. And then when you're leaving, uh, you're leaving at 12 or 5 a.m. It's just giving you an idea that is if it's five minutes into that day, that counts as a full day in your equation. Also, it's important to note that IRS includes all visits to the U.S. throughout the year. So it's not just your winter snowbird holiday. We have many clients that will live, live near Niagara and they go down south for the winter. But then, of course, they're so close to the Buffalo border They'll have day trips for shopping or, of course, a big one is sporting events. And all of that has to be included in that substantial presence calculations and to to determine the amount of days you're total in the U.S. for that calendar year. So if you frequently travel to and from the U.S., I tell clients that maybe you want to just keep a small journal in your car or on your phone or something just so that you can write down those dates and times and... uh, every time you enter, just so you have that that log. Because currently, a credible journal is sufficient proof for the IRS, so it does help your case. You're treated as a present... You are treated as present in the U.S. on any day you're physically present in the country, at any time during the day. However, as I, like this is what we just touched on, there is some exceptions to this rule. I'm not going to go through them all, but it would be important for you to reference this uh, on the, the the website for IRS, which is just simply irs.gov, which is the website. And uh, just some examples I can give you an idea of is that for, um, they wouldn't count days that you like to say you're, you're uh, in the U.S. as a crew member on a foreign vessel or days you're unable to leave the U.S. because of a medical condition that develops while you're there. So it's important to take away that you want to check that site especially if you're getting close to that, those da- the 183 days, and just make sure that you're, you're just keeping track of that for the substantial presence test. Now, I've been talking so far the, mostly about the presence test at the beginning. And at the beginning of this, I mentioned 
not earning any US income in point number one. And what I meant by that is it's something you also need to be very aware of. So addressing US sourced income is not as straightforward as it sounds. If like, for instance, if the income is rent, then a, it's a form that you need, it's a non-resident tax return. It's a 1040 NR form to be exact, may be necessary. These are things your accountant will tell you. Interest income is zero rated for Canadians. So technically the income should be declared, but the tax rate is zero. So no US tax is levied. US dividends, they're taxed at a flat rate of 15% for Canadians. And if the proper filings are made from your broker, either Canadian or US based, to the company paying the dividends, then the 15% tax should be withheld at source. This withholding along with the US income is included on the on your Canadian tax filings. So it's definitely best to consult a Canadian-based US tax expert before you contemplate selling to anticipate the necessary steps to repatriate your capital to Canada. Further complicating the declaration of income is converting US payments to Canadian dollars. And the requirement is that you use the, the Bank of Canada exchange rate for this on the date of the transaction. And if multiple payments occur, you got to use an average annual exchange rate from the Bank of Canada that's acceptable to CRA. So there's just no guessing on that. There's no need that you have to travel specifically to an IRS office for all this. As I mentioned, all these documents and, and more information can be found on the website of www.irs.gov. Yeah, so I'll just give you a couple to summarize here. A couple things is Canadians who earn U.S. source income subject to U.S. tax must file a U.S. tax return using that an IRS form, a non-resident form. If a Canadian stays in the U.S. for 183 days or more, they must file a full return or a non-resident return form once again. Staying in the U.S. for 183 days or more makes the substantial presence test and closer, connect, closer connection criteria moot. And if your substantial presence score is over 128, you have to basically file another form to prove that you have a closer connection to Canada since any person can only have one official home country at any given time. And it's usually simplest for Canadians to be tax residents of Canada, obviously. So a lot of snowbirds might know some of this. I'm just probably just kind of going through information again that they kind of have an idea about. And the biggest thing from here is that if you're a snowbird and you travel abroad, often for extended periods, you should consider and know some of these tax implications for your travel plans and how it affects both your taxes in the US and in Canada. And although there's a tax tree that exists between the two countries, the tax, they're not identical to tax laws. And as I mentioned in the US, these details are changing often. So it's just really important that you're staying in touch with your accountant to understand these issues. And you got to make sure though, the accountant, I, I'm just going to stress that again, really make sure that your accountant has a specialty in cross-border tax, just so that they can provide you the proper advice and make sure it's tailored to your situation. So yeah, so that there you have it, Patrice. That was a kind of shorter and sweeter one, just kind of identifying some of the things for snowbirds to pay attention to. to well, I got to tell you, it, it's not simple. That's for sure. You do need that accountant, I think. Um, but how can listeners reach you if, if they've got additional questions here, Chris? Just our website, which is greenprivatewealth.com. And then you can just contact us through that. And of course, follow this podcast for more information on finances. And you can listen whenever and wherever you may be please share with others as well. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast. 
Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.